Well, looky here, here we are again for another weirdly timed episode or show, however you may want it to be. Uh, it is your guy, Dan. I am here at the B-League says hashtag Discord Dan, the promo pimp, Thomas the Tank Engine, or the Swiss Miss, depending on how you want to look at it. Welcome to the playoffs. We're here. We're finally we're finally kicking off into the, the meat and veg, the, the steak and potatoes of the NFL season. We are here kicking off into the playoffs and we got some underdog props we're going to kick off with because that's our sponsor and you know what the sponsor says oi come stop by let's talk some props let's get some pickems on for the best games of the year i love this week wildcard week and i love it guys squeak in and you know maybe they should get there maybe they shouldn't all that sort of stuff it's fantastic but here we are we're ready to go we're going to talk about some things but before we do some house cleaning for our sponsor the underdog guys, underdog fantasy. Congrats to Pat Karain. Karain, Karain doesn't matter. Two mil. Good Lord for best ball. That's what we want. We want some of that. Get some best ball in your guts, right? Two million bucks for just drafting. That's ridiculous. Either way, doesn't matter. It's <laughs> pretty awesome. Head over to underdog fantasy. Get 100% matching deposit up to 100 bucks with promo code GF2 which would be fantastic. I think everyone should get on that. And then you can come join. Listen, we've got some uh, best ball leagues going on uh, through the playoffs, all that sort of stuff. You want to probably get them on over the next couple of days. Listen, you can join me in the off-season from off-season best ball. We can talk about it. So we get some props all through the playoffs up until the Super Bowl as such. But look, obviously, it's a little bit of a weirder week uh, kicking off, obviously, because we've got two games Saturday, three Sunday, one on Monday. Normally, we'd punch out uh a couple of different ones uh oh there he is jared oh here we go look at him go here we go get amongst it there we go my guy jay the gator go on get the gator in your guts go on surely not jeff on a wednesday what the hell's that i like talking about the browns you just hit the unders on them it's great easy money no, nah. no, nah, why would we want that? Why would we want to excite the fans? Still no intro music, Jesus Christ, my God. That's all right, doesn't matter. All good, but it doesn't matter. Look, obviously, as I said before, it's going to be a little bit of a different uh, episode today. Normally, I'd punch on one game, talk about three and a few alternates. Look, we've only got six games this weekend, so yeah, boy's going to try and touch on all of them. That's cold. Hit the under on the brows. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's cold today. It's colder than a penguin scrotum, let me tell you. It's freezing out in New York today. It's cold. Just like those Browns odds. I'm not going to post that, Jared. I'll let Jeff read that. Jeff needs money. Do you know how you get money? By punching more sponsored episodes and posting fake articles. That's what we're here for. But either way, we're going to talk a little bit more. Jeff needs money. I'm going to leave that one up. That's a good one, Gator. That's <laughs> Jeff needs money. We all need money, Gator. That's okay. We're all here. We're all here. We're trying to get by. We're going to look at a few things. Look, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on obviously over the weekend. And we can now talk about obviously Seattle at San Fran over under 42 and a half. That hasn't moved since the start of the week. Seattle went from 10 to nine and a half uh, uh, underdogs, obviously. Few props that I like in this one. Look, Geno Smith lower. He started at 239 and a half. Guess what? Everyone smashed the unders. Underdog followed suit. They've dropped him to 232 and a half. Look, his recent form hasn't been there. He hasn't really gone over that quarter uh, for his last uh, 
he's gone over once in his last four times, five to three intercepts, as opposed to 16 and six for the past six prior. He's had players banged up. It hasn't really fallen his way. Look, and if anyone was ever going to be a comeback player for the year, Juno Smith's going to be a guy, right? He's come back from obscurity. Might not have been hurt, but my God, he was hanging out there in the doldrums. He's one of those guys, I think he's going to meet his match this week. San Fran, tough matchup for uh, quarterbacks. And I just don't like his odds. Look, he, had, he was okay. He played a game for a few weeks ago. He put up about 238, which is close to his quota. He also put up sub 200 on the road with an intercept uh, earlier in the year. So I think that's probably more replicative, replicative of what's going to happen. I like that happening. But I, I tell you what I do like, and, and only because it's more of an anomaly, and normally I, I try to stay away from anomalies. It's happened once. It'll never happen again. Look, Ken Walker, higher than 10 and a half receiving yards. Look, I'm going to hang my hat on recency bias here because, again, fingers crossed, we're going to pray all that sort of stuff. But he's had maybe two decent games in the receiving, uh, with receiving props as such. One of them happened to be against Sam Fran. He punched out like 30-odd yards, 30, 32 yards. was second highest. He had 50 against Tampa. So, look, it's risky because four of his last five, he's only had one target in them. But that 49ers game was wedged right, in the, right, wedged right in the middle. And that might have been because Tyler Lockett was hurt. He might have had a bit of problems, obviously, uh, going through. But look, Sam Fran, they're about mid when it comes to running yards per game through the air to running backs, about 33 games. So we're looking at 10.5 for Ken Walker. Look, if Travis Holmes no there, look, Dallas DJ. DJ Dallas? Dallas DJ. What, what? Look, I mean, that's something that... um. <laughs> That could be something that goes on there. Look, Ken, uh, Ken Walker was 10 and a half receiving yards. Look, it doesn't really happen for him, but when it has happened, it's been specifically structured. Again, Tampa, it's one of those games. We're going to talk about Tampa a little bit and the receiving game, <coughs> Tony Pollard. Uh, but uh, Ken Walker, again, that one game against Stanford, he has had against them uh, this year. He did go off for 30-odd. I kind of like that to follow suit. So those are the two that I'm looking at this week specifically for that game on Saturday afternoon. I'm going to get to the chat in a minute, but we're going to look at the Chargers in Jacksonville uh, before I do. Where are we at? It's nine degrees here. Good Lord, Troy. No, thanks. Oh, Mr. Yeti, you have to wait before I talk about my Giants and your Vikings. You have to wait, my friend. We will get there. But here we go. We're going to talk about the Chargers at Jacksonville. Who would have thought Jacksonville with a home playoff Unbelievable turnaround by Doug Pedersen. Look, everyone's talking about Brian Dayball, coach of the year. What that man has done with Trevor Lawrence, okay, it's probably more of, more of an expected thing for him uh, to kick off with Lawrence than what Dayball might have been with Jones. But look, the Jaguars' turnaround has been freaking phenomenal. Chargers started at minus one. Now they're at minus two. So the favoritism is starting to come in over uh, the line as it changes. Still at 47 and a half. Look, if you had a got on this prop earlier in the week, Travis Etienne higher than 88 and a half total yards or combined yards, whoever you want to look at it. It seemed pr pretty easy. It's starting to come up over the past 24 hours. It's up to about 94 and a half now. And I can see that going over a little bit more because the pundits will get on it. That's what Underdog does. If you have been following along all year, you'll see that their numbers, they, they will follow the market quite quickly. People start hammering the overs. They raise it up just enough for, to, to throw you off. So 94 and a half, you would think is going to be a tough one. But look, the charges on the ground, they give it up a fair bit, around 130 a, yard, 130 a game, which is pretty rough. And look, they just can't deal with it. And ironically, ETN, when he played against them, he did struggle. And Lawrence, you know, the charges put uh, the charges were absolutely dealt by the Jaguars early. They got absolutely pounded by them. ETN really didn't do much. At that point, he was in a timeshare with James Robinson. If you can remember that far back, that was, it feels like forever ago that James Robinson was a Jaguar because no one's heard his name probably the last two and a half months which is probably when it was relevant, relative in week three. So, 
you know, that's what it was. Trevor Lawrence killed him. And look, ETN was a bit of a timeshare. As, as I said, look, he is streaky. He has those clusters of like 100-yard games or 115 total combined, and then he goes for like 30. And then you'll have a few weeks in a lull, and then he'll come back up to above 80 for a few weeks, then you'll, you'll come back down again. It's very weird how he gets pushed and then pulled back. And obviously in the playoffs, you want your best players making plays. ETN, I feel like as you know, amazing as Christian Kirk has been this year and a revelation, Zay Jones has been over the past month and a half. Evan Ingram this year is kind of stuff. Evan Ingram learned how to catch a ball. Holy shit. Could you imagine what would have happened? The Giants would have been three-time Super Bowl champions if Evan Ingram could catch a fucking ball. That would have happened already, but doesn't matter. We'll get passed by that. But the climb up to 94 and a half does bother me for ETN. And I was fairly confident hitting the overs on that. Look, I think what you'll find is a lot of people are going to stay off this now. And that's fine. What you could do is wait till Sunday to see more information because, again, you're going to let people make those bets for you and they will adjust the line. If you can see that line coming up even more, you might want to hit the under on that. But I still feel pretty confident he's going over 100 total. So I'm at the moment, I'm feeling okay about that. What I feel great about is our buddy, Mr. Mr. Fantasy RB1, Austin Eckler. We're going to go higher than 38 and a half receiving yards. Look, with everyone back healthy, Eckler, the receiving yards, receiving game, he's taken a bit of a hit. So it's been obvious who, who the guy that suffered the most was. It was Eckler. So when you got Palmer and Williams and Allen all out there and Everett back healthy, Eckler took a hit. Like, it happened. Look, they had less than 40 yards uh, per game through the air the last four games. It hasn't had over four targets in that span too, which is a problem because this guy, where, where are we? Uh, he was a target machine. He had in, uh, with over eight and seven of his last eight. So he had over eight targets per game in seven of his last eight prior to his, his previous month. The Jags do struggle through the end running backs. They give up the second most yards per game to the position, 47 per game on average. Their previous meeting this year, Eckler did punch eight, eight, and 48, for eight and 48. And that was at home as well uh, for him. Now they're on the road in Jacksonville. It could be uh, wheels up for Eckler in that regard. I like the idea of this game blowing up, and if it does, uh, we're, we're in for a bit of a, a bit of a treat. I, quite, I kind of like the making of this game. It was like 38-10 last time these two met. Oh, yeah. with, with uh, No, no, no San Francisco. Look, if you want San Francisco, uh, I don't mind uh, Purdy one and a half touchdowns. Uh, we're going to go over. I kind of like that one too. Uh, and I had another one. Funny, I did another show for another company called the Dynasty Rewind Patreons Only Gator. Uh, I do punch out shows for them where I covered a little bit of that uh, off the top of my head as well. Uh, look, Seattle do give it up to tight ends. And even though Kittle does stay away from the limelight with Debo Samuel, I kind of like him. Oh, he's come up a couple of yards. He was at 41 and a half yesterday. I don't mind him at 43 and a half. It'll be tight, but they do give up the big play. So we can go with that too. So if you want Purdy one and a half over and Kittle over as well, you can hit on that as well. We're going to get into Saturday's games. My God, what a day. Some big games on. We're going to some big games. Now, one of my favorite games this week is very dodgy as hell. It's dodgy as hell. It's my favorite. I love dodgy plays. I love them. We're looking at Buffalo, Miami. Now, the reason why this is dodgy as hell, because as of about, let me have a look. Let me double check, because I have seen nothing. Nothing still, still nothing on Miami play. There's still zero props. And when I put this show together a, a couple of days ago, there was only three Buffalo props that had hit. So it was kind of kind of interesting to see how that had worked. But what I can tell you is this Miami, uh, 10 and a half. They started the week, they're now down to nine, and it was at 45. It's now up to 47. So you would think Vegas is telling you 
Dolphins are probably going to have two or at least Teddy Bridgewater, and this is going to open up a little bit more. So that's what they're telling us when those numbers start to come up. Here's what I like this week. I like Dawson Knox to go lower than 32 and a half receiving yards. Now, for those in our underdog group at going for two, I told you last week, Dawson Knox is a myth. It's one of those things. You'll have a 100-yard game and go for 12 for the next seven weeks. This is just one of those weird things. Look, we could look or turn our attention to four weeks ago where the guy punched out 698 and one. And that's all well and good, but the guy hadn't crossed 30 yards versus the Dolphins since week two, 2020. He had 36. And earlier in that year, he had 32. The Dolphins, middle of the pack versus tight ends. The Bills, as a whole, haven't really lit them up. Look, the, look, the Diggs and Davis, like, I like I don't mind Gabe Davis there at 40, what, 48 and a half rec yards this week. Diggs, he basically, he gets held to like 65, 72 to Miami. So you can have always had that one big blow up game, but everything else, he kind of gets contained quite well against Miami. So I don't mind Gabe Davis in straight yards, but Knox's effort a few weeks ago was an absolute anomaly. So I'm going to hit the unders on Dawson Knox at 32 and a half receiving yards. I feel like a lot of people, for some reason, they're going to go over. They're just, for whatever reason, they just say Buffalo over. We're going to go higher. Oh, we're going to go higher. This is a higher, higher under show. We're not going to do that. We talk higher and lower, not over and under. So Dan suffers again. Sorry. Two, two o'clock on a Wednesday, and I'm drinking Korean wine. Very good. Oosh, no good. But it is what it is. So people see, they, they see Buffalo go higher. It's not really the case all the time. Again, Diggs, even Diggs at like 77 and a half. I look at what he's been doing lately. It's like, uh, maybe, maybe not. But, you know, I feel a bit more confident in like Gabe Davis. Obviously, his yards per reception are incredibly ridiculous this year. And against Miami, they do give up the big play. But, you know, looking at Dawson Knox and for him to go over 32 and a half, he's probably going to need three, four receptions. He doesn't do that anyway. So I feel like it's a bit of fool's gold in uh, Dawson Knox this week. What I do love this week, I love, love, love Josh Allen longer than half an intercept. Look, this year's been a weird one for Allen. Look, he's thrown his second most career intercepts this season with 14, but that gets overlooked because he had 42 touchdowns. 14 intercepts. Oh, no, please, no. 42 touchdowns. I'll take that every day to the bank. I get it. But... He's only had two picks in his last eight matchups versus Miami, so he's pretty sound against him. You know, obviously, when people play uh, common teams, they play like the division rivals. Normally, mistakes happen more frequently. They've got a better feel. Allen's been pretty sound against him. It's normally the Patriots where he gets killed. Dolphins don't really do that on him. And, you know, Dolphins can be had through the air as well, so he's fairly safe. He's had none this year versus Dolphins. And his last one coming in uh, was uh, week two last year where he had an intercept against the Dolphins. So I feel pretty good against him. It does send a tighten up. Uh, through the playoffs. He's very safe through the playoffs. He's only had one pick in his last six outings. So he's pretty good in that regard, Josh Allen. I, I really feel, you know, you look at the quality of opponents he's playing in the match, uh, in the playoffs, it tends to get better. He makes less mistakes. It's pretty good. It's quite impressive, really. So I like that for Josh Allen this week, which is nice. Which is incredibly weird because those numbers came up. So we'll go with that. Korean wine, that's interesting. Yeah, it's called uh, Soon Harry or Jinro. So, great wine. It's a nightmare at 12.5%, but whatever. Playoff game is back. Yes, Jeff, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, someone's going to have to break this game apart, and it seems like Diggs is one of those guys where his number's just against the Dolphins. Not as great as what you think. Aussie in New York drinking Korean wine, 2 p.m. on Wednesday. Only I'm going for two. I'm a cultured man, Gator. I'm a cultured man. This is what we do. <laughs> it is what it is. 
That's okay. Get him in here. It's not bad. Yeah, the apple, the sour apple is pretty good too. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Tastes good. Have it with lunch. It's a nice little lunch bevy. Tell me what your favorite lunch bevy is. Nice little frothy. Don't mind. We're going to kick off. Hopefully, hopefully the Gators, uh, not the Gator, the, uh, the Yeti. We've got Gators and Yetis and Lions and Jeff. How about that? We're going to figure all this out. We're going to talk about the Giants at Minnesota. Go on, you Giants. Come on, you good thing. We're going to get a power. Go on, you playoff Giants beating boat game. Go on, you fucking guys. Do you good thing. Boat gate, go fuck yourself. That's what we're going to say. Odell Beckham and his fancy boat. We're not doing that anymore. We've got the playoffs. We've broken the curse. Come on. At Minnesota, we played them a few weeks ago. Oh, it was a close game. It was a nice, high scoring game. So I think that's still in everyone's mind, which is fantastic. Giants plus three at Minnesota. Uh, 48 and a half is the line, which is kind of nice. I feel like this game's going to blow up again. If the Giants can keep it together, they, they just might keep up. And that's what you really want from the Giants. You want this game, you want them to keep up with Minnesota. They, the Vikings can blow this out of the water. Or if primetime like Kirk is here, we're in trouble. It's a four o'clock game, so we should be okay. But all the focus is on him, and he tends to he tends to struggle. But look, Cousins been pretty good this year. I think he's been fantastic. So for what it is, so what it is, Saquon Barkley. We're going to go straight to the well on one of the best players in the NFL. Saquon Barkley higher than twenty three and a half receiving yards. I like it this week. Again, recent memory is that Barkley killed the Vikings in Minnesota two weeks ago. Punched eighty four on the ground and eight for forty nine through the air. Had a touchdown, I think, a rushing touchdown as well, if I remember. Memory strikes me. But either way, I like the Giants to chase this game, and that's what we really want. The Giants are chasing this game. 23 and a half is nothing. So I like that for him. Uh, I like Barkley getting Jones on third and longs as well. I feel like that can happen. Jones makes mistakes, and the Giants aren't really good on first and second down. It's only third third down. We kind of go, okay, let's give it to Barkley. Let's see what he can do. And it normally happens. Fox allow an average 39, a yard, uh, 39 yards per game through the air, uh, 12th most in the league. Obviously, Hodgkins is Slayton. Look, Hodgkins, he's been, he's been fantastic. Hodgkins, I can't even say his name. Whatever. The kid from Buffalo, that guy. Him and Slayton, look, they can keep anyone honest on the outside. Slayton's good for a big outlook. Again, third year out of four, I believe. Slate was the Giants' best receiver with less than 800 yards. Go figure. Uh, name the other one, if you can. There's some trivia. Who was the Giants' best receiver uh, three in the last four years? Slate, and who was the other one? There you go. There's one. So I imagine the threat of Jones as well. His mobility is going to open things up for the Giants. It'll open up some lanes for Barkley as well. And obviously through the air, I kind of like that. 23 and a half. Let's get amongst it. Justin Jefferson, 93 and a half receiving yards. We're smashing the over on it. I hate chasing high totals. I think for those who watch the Monday night show, know that I hate chasing high totals. Unless it's Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson's a freaking monster. Uh, look, what are we doing here? Jefferson put up nearly 140 on him a few weeks ago. He'll do it again as the Giants secondary is a mess. It's starting to get, but I'm going to touch on that a bit. 16 targets, yeah, that game. Okay. <laughs> like he's going to take one of them for 80 to the house. It's going to happen. Giants can't cope with that. that is zero answer. Look, he's had nine games over 115 this year. He's taken off the past, past couple of weeks. I guess playoffs, and he had that weird game against he had that weird game against Green Bay. Jair Alexander, yeah, you're the man, buddy. Good job. He nutted on you for 185 like in week one. Good job. You kept him down when it didn't matter. Congrats. Enjoy enjoy Carbo next week. God damn. Congratulations, you and your stupid hat. Idiot. Congratulations, I'm a man. Fuck you, Skip Bayless. Get out of here, man. Stop the guy and then make the playoffs. Come talk to me. Come talk to me when your team's a playoff team, buddy. Come talk to me. Come talk to me. Come join us, Giants. 
dickhead. Either way, look, the Giants do get some relief. Again, they, Landon Collins has come back. Obviously, people don't know he was a Giants favorite, and then Dave Gettleman went Gettleman and shipped him off, and he went to Washington, and now he's back now that Gettleman's gone. Same thing with Kitty's now back from that ATV incident that he had a midway through the year. Thank you to my ADP teams that died. Uh, but obviously, look, those guys, Julian Love, he's been a fan. So I think he's a captain for the Giants as well. That, that trigger of safeties, if they could take some pressure off guys like Cordell Flott and Darnay Holmes, Dory Jackson's playing punt return. I think was it Tony Jefferson's one of our cornerbacks. I don't even I don't even know our cornerbacks. I don't know. They're just terrible. They are what they are. Uh, but look, obviously they get some really fun. If they can help and take pressure off those cornerbacks some way, somehow, the Giants are a chance. But they're not a chance. So, you know, we can hit on uh, Jefferson higher than 93 and a half. They're not going to stop him. They might slow him down a bit. You might get 125. <laughs> they're not going to stop him that much. I don't think so anyway. Giants are garbage. No Australian drinks Fosters, my friend. I mean, maybe I'll drink it every now and again. If, I, if, I'm, if I've got like three bucks, I'm at a gas station. That's what you guys treat that stuff now, right? It's terrible. No one drinks that stuff back home. You want a good Australian beer? James Squires. James Squires. You can find a James Squires. That's what you want. Get an amber ale or the chase. Oh, my God. Our beer is better than anyone else, anywhere else in the world. I put it up against anything. You and your Budweiser, your cause Light, get out of here. We have IPAs. Tastes like mud water. Get out of here. Get out of here. Ooh, it's a mess. It's a grapefruit, oregano, coriander, beer. Fuck off. I don't care. It's terrible. Either way, we're going to hit on Cincinnati and Baltimore this week. Look, they played last week. Right? <laughs> we saw this. Unbelievable. Actually, I'm going to go to my other pick first. Look, obviously, Baltimore plus six and a half, over under 43 and a half. Obviously, that's plus seven and 41 and a half. So they're probably thinking that Lamar's not playing. No Baltimore picks either, like Miami. They're the only, two, they're the only other team with no other props playing uh, for them. But it is what it is. They're probably sitting there thinking Lamar's not playing. We can hit the overs on that. Uh, we can bring those over and under down and we can go with that. So anyway, I'm going to start with this one. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow. We're going to go lower than 273 and a half passing yards. Look, let's. Let's let's go with this. It's twofold with what we know. The Ravens give up about 249 yards per game through the year. They're pretty tight on quarterbacks. What happened to them last year? Where's Foss? Where's Ryan Foss when you need him? He'll tell you what happened to the Ravens last year. Their defense got just dealt with injuries. I ain't seen nothing like it. That was insane what happened to the Ravens last year, let alone the COVID year the year before. What happened to the Ravens last year? Their defense, the injuries that they took was mental. No team goes through that. That was garbage. 249 a game. It's not too bad. Uh, I think the player totals, you, you count up all the player totals that the Bengals are getting on underdog, comes up to about 249 and a, uh, 239 and a half. So they're not even sure that these guys are going to hit over anyway. Two games Burroughs played against the Ravens. He's thrown for 215 and 217. Now, look, what happened last week, look, that was a tough one as well. Look, they're coming off what happened Monday night. They didn't know what was going on through the week. We could say that, oh, okay, they had a rough week in prep for the Ravens this week, but he did the same thing a few a few months earlier. So it's not really like, oh, it's an anomaly. He did it this this what happened. I feel like his high quota, or at least his higher quota, are twofold. It's his average and what he did last year. So what he did to last year was insane. Threw for 416 and 525 in the regular season on. So he threw for nearly what? A thousand yards on Baltimore a year ago. And he's not even near half of that at this point. So that's a problem, right? 
His career average is about 280 against the Ravens too, and he hasn't got near that either. So we're talking about a guy, okay, the playoffs are there. There's no Lamar Jackson. They might be using the ground game a little bit more. They might be able to run on him. He hasn't hit his average at least. Why are we going over 273 and a half? I don't understand. It's a very high total for a guy that isn't doing it lately and probably won't again this year. So I find it weird that he's been given the high mark. His averages aren't coming up. The players that are around him, they're not given the high enough receiving totals this week over an underdog. I feel like they're going to say everyone's going to hit under. It is what it is, but under 230 or lower than 270. I keep saying under. Lower than 273 and a half. I've got to stop doing it. Get the verbiage right, Dan. We got. We are going to go. The only the only receiving total I kind of like for the Bengals this week. I like Joe Mixon higher than twenty four and a half receiving yards. Look, they did play them last week. I'm sure Baltimore will adjust, but it seems as though Smart J.P. Ryan's work has slowed down. Joe Mixon's kind of taking that role from him. It could be a thing the Bengals exploit one more time. Mixon's plucked back that forty yard receiving game he's had, and he's been under what thirty receiving yards only one time since week seven. So the floor of twenty five. You know, I, I don't hate that for mixing this week. So if he's telling me that his floor is 25, back-to-back 40-yard receiving games he's had, hasn't been, he's only, only been under 30 once in, since week seven. Like that's, I'd say that's reliable and likely. So we can look at 24 and a half receiving yards. We can hit the overs on that. feel pretty confident. I'll just assume you drank Foster's. Thanks, Yeti. Justin Jefferson over, Yeti. It's happening. He's going higher. It's happening. Either way. Monday night's game. I don't believe there is a Monday night show this week, so I'm going to give you two for this week. I'm going to go with that. Dallas, minus two and a half at Tampa over under. 45 and a half. So Dallas, road favorites. I don't think the only other one that's a road favorite is... I want to say the Chargers. Chargers at Jacksonville are the only other road favorite this week, which is weird. Well, not really weird. Playoffs, right? Everyone's at home that should be at home. Either way, now, I'm going to talk about this one first because I'm going to go on a rant soon. We're going to go with Chris Godwin higher than 69.5 receiving yards. Nice. Godwin's turn of form since midway through the year has been a story in itself. From weeks 1 to 9, he hit an average of 57. Uh, with three games under 45 in that time. And for weeks 10 through 18, he added an extra 20 yards per game for 77 on average, with only two games less than 63. Look, his week one performance versus Dallas isn't something that I overly look at because obviously major surgery. I didn't even know if he was actually going to play. They were like, oh, yeah, no, he's going to play. He's going to play. I went, come on, get out of here. We got the doc. The doc's telling us that it's not going to happen. Or it shouldn't happen. But I think anyone knows. I feel like our audience, collectively, we've torn... I think everyone's taught an ACL or a PCL in this group, right? I think we've all done some some stupid shit in our time. We've all torn something. Jeff walks around as a broken ACL. I, I'm pretty sure Jeff doesn't have an ACL intact. I'm certain of it. Either way, I think it's surprising to everyone to see, like, I don't sorry, I don't think it's surprising to see what happened as he splits. I think we all knew as the second half kicked off, so would Godwin. Just a shame because Tampa haven't kicked off as a whole as well. But look. Target share leader in Tampa, he's going to carry on despite the Bucs struggling. I don't think I don't think that's a surprise. I don't think that's a surprise. I think he's going to have a big game this week. I am going to take the under. Oh, God, I can't wait. I'm glad I get to do this. 
I'm glad I get to do this. Dan's gonna Dan's gonna have one. Look, I'm gonna take the under on or the lower under. Can't I'm gonna stop staying under. Two and a half percent. We are going to take the lower on Tony Pollard at 22 and a half receiving yards. What? Establishment. The establishment is shaking their fist. Damn you, Dan. Damn you. Don't say that. Don't talk ill about Tony Pollard. Go fuck yourselves. That's what I say about Tony Pollard. Look, you guys are treating this guy like he's Austin Eckler. Like, fucking stop. Stop. I don't care. Stop. Enough. He's not. Stop. Look, first things first, the Bucs, let's just clear this out of the way. The top three against uh, running backs through the air. They don't let it happen. They don't stop any. They, they stop everyone through the air bar two other teams. They are very efficient in that regard. They give up about 23 total yards uh, per in the air per game to the running back position. Third fewest in the league. Second of all, Pollard, for better or worse, injuries and whatnot, feels like he's been losing a little bit of ground to Zeke. Zeke's been coming along very well as the year has gone on. It's been happening, but this theory that Pollard is this receiving monster, that is not true. Damn you, Dan. Don't say that. No, it's not. It's not. It's really not true. Look, let's let's just get on with that. On the road, he's been even worse. Look, in nine of his games this year, he's been under 20 yards. Three, uh, he's been, sorry. In nine of his games this year, he's been sub-20 receiving yards. The games where he blew up, Cooper Rush was under center. He's had 371 receiving yards this year. You think he's amazing, but it's only about 35 yards more than what he had last year. It's not that great. Was some massive, oh my God, he went for 600, 700. No, he hasn't. Still sub 400, nothing changed from last year. He had three massive games this year through the air, which is great. And kudos to him. He's had three massive games through the air, which got him to 225 of his 371 yards. Three. We're talking about 60% of his total came in three games out of 16. That's 13 games of what? All right. 60% of his total came in three games. Every other game, he's averaged 16 receiving yards per game. Seven games on the road, he's had 161 receiving yards. 109 of them in one game versus Minnesota. That gives him an average of eight yards per game in the receiving game on the road. And now he's going on the road to Tampa, who don't give it up through the air to running backs. Is that a dog? It's okay. So he's not going to give it up. And he doesn't give it up. And they're not going to get it. So we look at him, we think well, he's doing a lot. The reality is it's far from the truth. He's not getting it on the road. He's not getting it on the ground, except for one game. What are we doing here? Mental. So Tony Pollard, less than 22 and a half receiving yards this week. Okay, okay. So it's not going to happen. Lower. You can grab the dog. Look at it go. Look at that strength. Good girl. Okay. Oh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. That's all good. It's all good. It's okay. Two o'clock on a Wednesday. That's what we're doing here. It's my daughter. <laughs> it's like, 
this little boy. It's a girl. It's okay. That's the little one. Keeps me on my toes. Early days on a Wednesday. That's why I'm here today. So that's what we're doing. That's what we've got. Pretty cool. Tony Pollard, under 22 and a half. Everyone's going to hit the over on that as well. That's why that line doesn't move. That's what's amazing. Underdog's really good at that sort of stuff. We're going to recap everything one more time before we kick off. Thank you for everyone that's been sticking by. Oh, dog's a shithead. That's what he is. He's a good little dog, but he's going blind. He don't know what he's doing. <laughs> she did. She picked him up. And she grabbed the iPad. I'm pretty impressive. She got the doubling. I'm pretty happy. She well. Grabbed both of them. Strong little unit. Strong little unit, that one. Pretty happy with it. Either, either way. One more time. GF2, promo code. GF2 at underdog.com. Promo code GF2, 100% matching deposit up to 100 bucks. If you haven't already, come over to our Discord. We've got a whole prop bet section. You can get amongst it over there. Come talk to me, find me. And then tag Gladys and ask her any start six questions because she loves it. Either way, it doesn't matter. Saturday prop Seattle. Again, we're going to go Geno Smith lower than 232.5 uh, passing yards. We're going to go Ken Walker higher than 10.5 receiving yards. We like that one. Charge to Jacksonville. We're going to go Austin Eckler higher than 38.5 receiving yards. We're going to hold on Travis Etienne if you feel confident enough. He went from 88.5 up to 94.5. I'm still going to go over, but if you don't feel confident, wait till Sunday. If it rises a bit more than what you're comfortable with, you can hit the, hit the lower on that. We're going to head over to Sunday's games. Miami at Buffalo. We're going to go Dawson Knox, lower than 32.5 receiving yards, and Josh Allen, lower than half an intercept. He's not going to do it. Not going to happen. Giants at Minnesota. We're going to go Saquon Barkley, higher than 23.5 receiving yards. Justin Jefferson, higher than 93.5 receiving yards. We're going to head over to Baltimore, Cincinnati on Sunday night. Joe Burrow, lower than 273. Sometimes I'm going blind. 273 passing yards. He's going to go lower. Joe Mixon higher than 24 and a half receiving yards. We're going to get on that. Monday night, Dallas at Tampa. Starting away. Ending the, ending the way they start. Chris Godwin higher than 69 and a half receiving yards. And we're going to go lower on Tony Pollard. 22 and a half receiving yards as it is. Pretty easy. Look at that. Half an hour on a Wednesday. Look at this. That's so much easier than Friday night. It's easier than a Friday night at 8.30 in the cold, in the warehouse. I like the warm-up act before a comedian goes on on a Friday night, the DFS guys. Make sure you check out Jeff, Tim, and Gerson. I hope they're doing their DFS stuff for the playoffs. They should be. Still got a bunch of stuff going for two going on. Speak on it, guys, every Tuesday night. The Gambit on Thursdays. Whole bunch of stuff still going on. You should get amongst Get amongst it and get around it. Don't think there's a start. There shouldn't be anything on a Sunday. Maybe maybe they do some DFS stuff. doesn't really matter. Man, Gator loves it. We're going to get that money. We're going to have a look at it. Get some good props on. Head over to that Discord. Find us over there. YouTube, subscribe. Hit the alerts button. Come find out. Come find the show. Hit those podcasts as well. Get the alerts, all that sort of jazz. One more time. I am Dan at the B League says Discord Dan promo pip. Thomas the Tank Engine or the Swiss Mists. GF2 promo code at underdog.com. Underdog.com. 
100% match deposit up to 100 bucks. Thank you for joining me this week. We'll be about next week, same time, same place, give or take. Having a look at some more props and pickems from Underdog, our sponsor, our amazing sponsor that loves to just give us money. Here you go, for two takes of money, put some bets on. No worries, I think I'll do that. Yeah, we'll get around it. Get on a few and we'll go from there. If you have any questions, come find me. I am on Twitter somewhere at the B League says. Find me in Discord though. I don't like Twitter. Let's jump the shark. Elon Musk, go fuck yourself. I don't want to deal with your shit. Got to pay for a check mark. Fuck off. I wasn't going to get a check mark anyway. What do I pay for one now? Dullards. Absolute dolt. Either way, we're going to kick off. Thanks for joining me. Have a great week. Safe bets. Happy punting. Cheers. Bye bye.